Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that has the decency to tell you every single day where this show is located. <laughs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, Celebrating Hawaiian Shirt Friday, <laughs> and definitely just in a good place. Mm-hmm. In a good place. Mm-hmm. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Fennell. <laughs> Through hell or high water, we're we're celebrating uh, Hawaiian yeah. Shirt Friday. Hello, right. everyone. Um, God willing, and the creek <laughs> don't rise. We're gonna get through this show. Um, today is Friday. Uh, who the hell knows? August seventh, twenty twenty. One hundred and eleven days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand five. One thousand five. The number of batters faced by Gaylord Perry in his nineteen seventy six season with the Texas Rangers. He might have been an All Star that year. Hold, please. Let's find out. Was Gaylord Perry an All Star in nineteen seventy six? Gaylord Perry was. I will say real not. Fast. Okay. No. Hmm. Oh, he got injured. Oh. Oh, wait, no, 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 76. No, he wasn't. But he was okay. Oh, he, he didn't have a good record. He had a 3.24 ERA, which is pretty good, but he, yeah. Okay. The, Very the, durable, The though. pitcher froze for a second. I don't know why, but you were making, like, a face, and it kind of looked like you were taking a bite out of the microphone. <laughs> uh, do we first fourth through the door? We sure do. It's Jacob John, Rob Hadaway, Brent Homan, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome, man, On fellas. today's program. We are going to continue our series QB1 presented by Reps of VR, uh, talking with some of the best and brightest high school football quarterbacks and their coaches across the state. We're going to hear from Isaiah DeLeon, the new quarterback at San Marcos, with his new coach, John Walsh. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the first time I talked with – I texted with him and told him, like, congratulations on the gig. Right. But I hadn't had, like, a real conversation with him. It looked very odd seeing him in purple. Yeah, it's weird. That's, it was different. Weird. So we'll hear from John Walsh of San Marcos and his outstanding QB1, Isaiah DeLeon, coming up here in just a moment. In the back half of the program, we'll be doing the mailbag. If you got questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, there are, there are dominoes falling in college football right now. Yeah, it's all over the place. That I we'll talk about what that means and why we'll get to that off the top of, of mailbag. But answer ask your questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, um, Hawaiian shirts, 
um, why pickle can't sleep, things like that, <laughs> on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. If you're watching us on texasfootball.com, open another tab, go to facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, type in your questions, question mark, profit. Uh, so today, here's a, f- here's a fun story that you don't know. Oh, okay. Before Let's we go. get to Isaiah DeLeon of San Marcos. <laughs> today, so every Friday, I get a, an email mm-hmm. from my bank. Okay. That they tell me the balance of my checking account, my savings account. Just a, cool. it's just a way of just making, keeping, yeah, making sure I'm not I'm not poor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Making sure that I'm not like I can pay my pay my note. Right. Okay. Uh, so every and my my wife gets the same thing. And my wife. And so this morning she gets a text message. I get an email. This morning, she woke up. And she goes, "Whoa!" and like elbowed me. <laughs> she goes, "Look at her checking account." And I was like, okay. So I go to my checking account. And sure enough, there was way too much money in my checking account. Uh-huh. Way too much. And I'm like, okay, well. Um, it happened. I did get, I got paid. Today's payday. You right. Should, should I, I did. Too. I just, yeah. Good. I went to student loans and handled that. <laughs> uh, it is payday for us. Yes. But there were like, even like, like even taking that into account, there's like way too much money in Yeah. There. And so I was like, okay, why is that here? Like, I'm not complaining, but, like, why? And then I had to, I had to break the news to my wife. I was like, oh, honey, that, that money is not ours. Oh, man. Do you know whose money it is? Whose? It's the food bank's money. Oh. Because I had to withdraw it from the from the, uh, the GoFundMe. <laughs> right. I had to withdraw it from the GoFundMe. So then so you can there's an pay extra, it off. Yeah. Guys, there's an extra $3,000 <laughs> in my checking account right now, which – it's awesome, but I was like, honey, that doesn't belong to us. <laughs> like, so today I'm going through and I'm going to be making those donations to those um, to those uh, benign food banks. Uh, more than we're going to give out more than three thousand dollars to those food banks. Thanks in large part. <laughs> thanks not in large part entirely to you guys yeah. uh, for your generous donations. Thank you so much for being part of our one thousandth episode last Friday. Yes, and th- um, <laughs> for crushing Tep Life's yeah, shopping getting spree. Getting really <laughs> excited about like we can redo the bathroom yeah and i'm like no we can't that nope. money is uh-uh. not ours that, that money belongs to people who, who who need it you know what i mean so uh anyway uh, we again once again thank you guys very very much for uh for your generous donations speaking of that too real fast because i know miss terry is on and i don't know if she was on yesterday miss terry check your email no she emailed me. she emailed me. okay good, good 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 she knows i was she, like you've got a surprise a, a surprise that out. of money that you actually get to keep she doesn't <laughs> get to keep that she doesn't get to keep that so anyway 17 years ago, it seems like, because time has no meaning, mm-hmm. we talked with the QB1 for San Marcos, Isaiah DeLeon, chatted with him and his new coach, uh, Coach John Walsh, about uh, quarterbacks and, and how he's staying sharp, getting ready for the season. We also talked with Coach Walsh about his new gig. Uh, it's part of our QB1 presented by Reps VR series, talking with some of the best and brightest young quarterbacks in the state of Texas. Here is our latest installment of QB1 presented by Reps VR with Isaiah DeLeon of San Marcos here on Texas Football Today. Welcome to QB1, presented by Reps VR, where we get to know some of the top quarterbacks around the state and their coaches. And uh, we got another one on the line today. We are joined by the quarterback of the San Marcos Rattlers, uh, Isaiah DeLeon, and his coach, uh, John Walsh. Uh, Isaiah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And coach, as always, good to see you, my friend. Always good to be on with you, Tep. Uh, Isaiah, I, I want to know a little bit about you. I think you're a name that, that people are going to get to know a little more about. You're going to be a sophomore uh, this upcoming season. Uh, I'm interested, how would you describe your game? How would you describe your, your quarterbacking style? Um, I would say it's just um, 
being smart and uh, getting guys the ball when they're open and if I have to, um, move around and make a play. Uh, Coach, you're a guy who's been around a lot of really talented quarterbacks and, and coached them. Um, I'm interested with with a guy like Isaiah. What what is your priority coming in and, and, and introducing yourself? What is your priority as far as helping him get to that next step? Yeah, so priority. Just I'll just kind of back up a little bit. You just you know I was able to you know when you move jobs, you you kind of do some you can do an investigation on the internet now, so you can look you know and so I saw Isaiah as a freshman film, his freshman film, and saw that uh, you've seen plenty of our games. So his his skill set fits fits what I'm used to calling. So, um, you know, and, and what I'm expecting out of Isaiah is just to, just to embrace the, the way we coach the quarterbacks, the way we put the quarterbacks in front of the program and expect them to lead and then uh, and, and just act on it. And I think he's, he's a lifelong learner at the quarterback position. He's, he's been training for a long time at it. His biggest adjustment is just adjusting the way that we do things. You know, it's always – that's just change in general. But um, – I've, I've tried to express to him the importance of his position and how fast he has to do that speed of trust and, tr- and, and change to our, our way of doing things. Uh, Isaiah, you're, uh, you're a guy who's, who's now entering his, his, his sophomore year. Is there, is there one bit kind of in, in this offseason working, working out, is there, is there one thing in particular you've been focusing on uh, as far as getting better is concerned? Um, really just consistently accurate ball and same ball ball every time our uh QB coach coach Vallejo has been really working with me on um on on getting that accurate ball and, and on and a lot of velocity on it and uh it's, it's I've already seen it get get a lot better with just a little time we've had uh coach you know you obviously you, you take over the, the job there at San Marcos and it's it's in strange circumstances you know not able to get together as much as you'd like uh, with your players, uh, how have you stayed connected? And, and especially from a quarterback perspective, which sometimes can be such a hands-on process, uh, how have you how have you found a way to to, to make an impact and and to, and to get the, the the message across to Isaiah? Yeah, for Isaiah, it's been it's been really easy. You know, it's it's been challenging other positions, uh, and we have to do it. We had to do it through Zoom, uh, but now we're back at work doing it the safe way with the mask and everything UILs asks us to do. But with Isaiah. Uh, his dad is a, is a school employee. He's an, he's an associate principal up here. And, uh, so he's got, he had a key before I had a key to this place. So, uh, he, he's constantly up here working. Uh, so I get to, I, I get to open this door to my right here from my office to the indoor and, and watch him go to work. And he's, he's already taking the leadership role of bringing receivers up here. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and we've had the pleasure of, you know, Joe, uh, Joe McBride's son is at Texas, Brady. And so Brady's been working down here alongside of Isaiah. So he's gotten to see what a D1 ball is supposed to look like. And I think that's made a huge difference in his action. You know, you, I'm a visual learner. I think everybody is initially. And uh, so he's gotten to see what that's supposed to look like. Uh, Isaiah, you, you know, you mentioned getting these kind of reps in, 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 in the summer, wherever you can. Obviously, it's been strange circumstances here in, in the offseason. Um, as far as getting those, those reps are concerned, how, how important do you feel like that has been to your progression and, and growing as a quarterback, just getting out there and just being able to get that timing and, and throwing with your receivers? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's been really good. Um, it's really important to, to be able to, uh, keep progressing in this time when a lot of people can't and, uh, you really can, can get a leg up on some people and, uh, really get ahead if you were behind or or even uh coach you've coached great quarterbacks before 
Can you kind of identify, is there one or two things that you identify as the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback? Absolutely. I think there's two things, and they're both in not great, great times for that individual quarterback. I think conversion downs are huge. Uh, when you're behind the change, it's third and whatever, uh, it's fourth and whatever, or even it's second long, whatever coach calls. How do you, how do you act during conversion downs? And then to couple that with, how do you react to failure? Everybody can I – mean, I've, I've coached some good ones. Uh, the great ones that have gone on to play on ABC are the ones that can throw an interception, stand tall, wait for the defense to get off the field, uh, take ownership on it, and then come right back out and fire that same ball that I call uh, without, without hesitation. So uh, just learn to grow from failure, accept failure. Uh, all the other stuff, man, it, you can be a front-runner quarterback all you want to, but how do you act? Uh, and how do you react when, when those conversion downs are in your face and everybody's watching? All right, Isaiah, I got to finish up with you. And I got to ask, you know, you got a, a new coach here and Coach Walsh. You're getting to know each other. Um, is there anything that he says a lot that you would consider to be like a catchphrase of his? Is there anything suddenly that you're tired of hearing from <laughs> Coach Walsh? The same two or three words? Or is there some, is there some phrase? Because I know coaches are creatures of habit. And I know this coach in particular is a creature habit. Is there anything? Is there anything in particular that that you that he just keeps pounding home, pounding home? Um, actually, right now, whenever we're, we've been able to get get together and have some guys, it's been get some space because <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all together, and and uh, if people are taking pictures, you know, and and and, and UIL sees we're all we're all together, uh, might not go well. So that the, the to get some space is one that has been really, really prevalent. <laughs> Sign of the times. Sign absolutely, of the times. Absolutely. Isaiah DeLeon, the quarterback of the San Marcos uh, Rattlers, and Coach uh, John Walsh. Guys, really appreciate your time. Uh, Coach, again, congratulations on the new gig. And, and Isaiah and, and Coach, uh, best of luck in 2020. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. There he is, Isaiah DeLeon, the quarterback, QB1 for San Marcos, the Rattlers. And his new coach, John Walsh, joined us. Uh, a couple weeks ago, appreciate their time a little bit earlier. QB1 presented by our friends at RepsVR. I think it's RepsVR.com. Hold on. I want to make sure I get them. Yes, RepsVR.com. RepsVR.com. Go check them out. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. We've been better on Instagram lately. Yeah, shout out to the intern. Yeah. Because I'm washed. Yeah, we I know. can't do anything on Instagram. I'm just bad at it. And see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe, please. Football season is the first Friday night of football season. is supposed to be three weeks from today. And so if you like football, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe is a way to show people you like football. This That's is true. a sales pitch. It's How a flex. Um, <laughs> all right. It is Mailbag Friday. Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Uh, why pickle can't sleep? Hawaiian shirts. Um, that about sums everything up. Yeah. The ways pickle got in trouble in high school. Texas. Oh, yeah, uh, no, Facebook, we don't need to go there. Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Ask those questions, the most personal questions you can. Uh, but no. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about. Uh, ask them in the comments on Facebook over here, right? It's over here. No, they up there. Okay. You go over there on the Facebook comments. So. One thing that I want to mention, because we've been talking a lot about the shifting sands of college football. Um, 
shifting sands of college football and i think there is another big hammer that's about to drop i'll tell you why so the fcs which is the football championship subdivision that is uh for those if you're unfamiliar that is sam houston state that is um the 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 southland conference um that's that's who they're you know we're looking at is is teams like that um in the Southland Conference, Abilene Christian, Lamar, etc. Right. The FCS is presently their Division One. The way that the you that that NCAA is structured, if you don't know, I'm giving you maybe more background than you need. But there's Division One, and that has two subdivisions: FBS, which is uh, Texas and A and M, and Baylor and Texas State and UTEP and, and SMU and Rice and Houston and all them, the 12 FBS teams. And then there are the FCS teams. And the FCS, and they're there in the still in Division One. We mentioned that Division Two and Division Three have already canceled. That's uh, teams like uh, teams like the Lone Star Conference. All the Lone Star Conference has to come out. I think they're a meeting today. Um, and then Division Three, which is like the American Southwest Conference, Mary Harden, Baylor, et cetera. So the FCS would be the highest level to be impacted so mm-hmm. far, and we're starting to get rumblings that it's coming down. Specifically, there have already been a number of leagues that have said we're going to try to play in the in the spring uh in the state of texas the swac which involves uh, uh that's a southwestern athletic conference that is that right south yeah that sounds right yes um southwestern athletic conference mm-hmm. that is uh prairie view a&m and texas southern they have decided to move to the to the spring the reason that that's not super relevant from a national perspective is that the swac along with the MIAC and the Ivy League do not participate in the FCS championship. They do not participate in the playoff. They just play their league. They try to win the SWAC title, and then they have bowl games like the Celebration Bowl and stuff like that they go to uh, on their own. So we are now reaching a tipping point, though, with enough of the other FCS conferences saying we're we're canceling for the fall, we're going to try to play in the spring. We had already seen a number of teams uh, come uh, come down and say that they are going. Or another number of conferences like the Colonial and things like that saying they were not going to play. There were two big ones today: the Big Sky, which is Eastern Washington and up there, uh, that part of the world, the Montana, etc., and um, the Pioneer League. And the Pioneer League. Um, That's a fantastic name. Pioneer League is, is, a, is a great <laughs> league. But the Pioneer League, uh, you're thinking about teams like um, Butler, like Drake, like uh, like like Davidson, um, things like that. Um, so those are um, – those two, uh, Valparaiso, those conferences both today said we are not going to play. Why does that matter? Well, here's why. There, we are now down to basically five conferences – that have said that have not said they're moving to the spring in the FCS. The Missouri Valley, Southland, Southern, Ohio Valley, and Big South. Okay. Plus you add in two independents, Robert Morris and Presbyterian, that's forty eight teams. That's forty eight teams out of hundred and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're well below fifty percent threshold. But perhaps you're saying, but Tepper, remember there are those leagues that don't play in the in the playoffs. That is exactly what I'm saying, yes. And that's true. Mm-hmm. That's 27 teams. The MEAC, the Ivy League, and the SWAC are 27 teams. Right. That means you are now at 48 teams out of 100. Okay? I'm not a mathematician, but that's under 50%. Yes. 
there's also rumors, uh, rumblings, and, and this uh, I, I heard this from our friend Corey Hogue at Corey Hogue Sports and the Lone Star uh, Sports Daily, that the Missouri Valley Conference is planning on, they're reportedly announcing they're out this afternoon. If they're out, then it's, it's all come tumbling down. Now, somebody asked the question, couldn't the FCS, couldn't the teams that just want to play, couldn't they just play? And they could. So if the Southland wants to say, no, nah, we're going to play in the fall, go for it. There's nothing to play for. Because they probably they probably will not have the they'll probably cancel or at least move the spring championships to the spring. Furthermore, and this is the biggest issue, a lot of the money for these FCS teams comes from TV deals, and the TV deal is basically about the playoffs. Right. And so, if there's no playoffs, there's basically no payoff. That's actually a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> and as a result. The, the FCS teams are already cutting the margins pretty thin. I wonder if they would look at the financial situation and say, look, even if we thought we could play, it's not financially viable to. And especially that would maybe, at, uh, they would then go to the NCAA, in my opinion, and ask them to move the FCS championship to the spring, which mm-hmm. would make the decision even easier to say no. Like, if we know that there's money over there, why would we stay here and be obstinate and pass up this money over there? Right. That's what I think is happening. I think we've reached a tipping point this morning with the Big Sky and the Pioneer League, both saying they're going to move to the spring uh, or try to play in the spring. I would bet that we're not going to see FCS football this year. Uh, in 2020, I should say. I think we may see it in the, in hopefully things get better in the spring. We're able to, to play then. But it feels like that's what's, that's what's coming down the pike. Anyway, that's what's been on my mind. Do we have any questions? Yes, we do. Um, let's start off with Jacob John asked, what do you think is the biggest impact high school transfer? I think that... I mean, the easy the easy answer would probably be Chris Parson. Parsons. Chris Parson going from Duncanville to Red Oak. Mm-hmm. But here's the weird thing. Red Oak already had a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he, like, he may not even start this year. Right. He was going to be the starter at Duncanville. Like, there is no real doubt about it. He was going to be the, the starter at Duncanville. But I would say that that is, that is probably the biggest name and biggest impact uh, transfer there. There is also... I think A.J. Gonzake mm-hmm. is huge because that actually impacts Missions Vets. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that was their best player by far. And so, like, I think Chris is a big impact, but it's like... Does it really, really help Red Oak a whole lot? And does it really hurt Duncanville? Eh. But AJ leaving Mission Vets, was yeah. that's an impact on a program that they're going to have to fill that spot. No, absolutely. AJ, uh, AJ Gonzaki is uh, moving, uh, leaving uh, Mission Vets is, is certainly very big. The other one that I would throw out there is, um, hold on, what's his name? Dang it. Uh, I'm out of, I'm out of, um, Brandon Campbell, Brandon Campbell. Oh yeah. Brandon yeah. Campbell is transferring from Lamar Consolidated to Katy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a USC commit, and suddenly he's transferring from Lamar Consolidated to Katy. Katy, who always has great running backs, yep. who has a who makes great running backs even greater. That would probably be one that 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 sticks out as far as big time transfers are concerned. So those are the three that are probably the biggest impact I would say right now. Mm-hmm. What's next, actually? Uh, Mies asked if there was any intern pranks this summer, and uh, so the problem yeah. is, here's the thing: <laughs> we would it would have been normally virtual. yes, but um, we started um, we started uh, getting. Uh, when did that happen? When did we send the we, interns home? Well, we got yeah, we got back June first and lasted mm-hmm. right about a month. Yeah. It, it was right about the beginning of July when we were like, nope, everyone. 
we're we're going back home except and, for you and I basically. And that's the number that was the numbers in Dallas County were really getting bad and um I think we had like like we, there was just a lot of bodies in the office. A lot office. of bodies in the office and we just said, "You know what? Like interns go home. Like we'll do the rest of your internship remote." And our interns were great. It's mm-hmm. sad cuz we can't have our interns on. We normally like to do like the big embarrassing thing at the end with have them on them and the make show. them talk into the <laughs> microphone. But we weren't able to do it because of because they were remote for everybody's safety. And uh, and yeah, so unfortunately, there were no. It's it's hard to do pranks virtually. Like those are hard. Yeah, that's not near as simple. Yeah, it's tougher. All right. Uh, Brent Homan said, "What games are you all looking forward to most in the first four weeks? Which would be one huh. A through four A games." Heck, and it's like I don't even know. I don't playing. know what the schedules. <laughs> like I haven't even seen the schedules. Um, there was a rumor, and I don't think this is confirmed. I had heard rumblings. That Cal Allen and La Vega were going to play. That would be awesome. In like week three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that got that got put out there by a, a couple of people that um, are, are pretty reputable. Um, and I had heard similar rumblings. I don't believe that's official official. Mm-hmm. So I want to hold off. But that would be one that immediately uh, would catch my eye. Um, look, it's going to be interesting, and, and, and I think it's an opportunity for these small schools to have a little bit of the spotlight um, in the early going. Um, and yeah, the, here I'll be honest, like we're still t- trying to figure out what the schedules look like. And so like I haven't even poured through the week. Normally, normally this time of year, I've got my, I'm looking forward to this, 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 yeah. this, and this. And now it's like everything got thrown up in the air, and I really have not even looked at the schedule. I yet. can tell you one that I'm sad that isn't going to be happening, at least in the first, you know, those four weeks. Uh, I always love when Link Travis comes up and plays Arlington Martin. Mm-hmm. And they were going to play at Globe Life Field or Park. Which, yeah. What is the, which one's the old one? Globe Life Park. Park. Is the old Globe one. Life Park, yeah. Park, yeah. So they were going to play there, and that was going to be cool just to – that's kind of like the first time you're going to get a high school football dosage um, in that yes. venue and to see that. And it's always a fun game, too, to bring get an Austin team up to the DFW and stuff. So I'm sad that that one's Golly. not happening. Another Cardinals player tested positive. Yep, I saw that. They're, Golly, they they're, were they with the Cubs was uh-huh. that who they were supposed to play? It's postponed. Yeah. Um, it's going great, guys. <laughs> Um, let's see. Jacob John, what is your favorite college live mascot? Bevo. Mine's Bevo. Okay. I love Bevo. Um, in the interest of balance, I will say that I like Reveille. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Peruna. Peruna is the, um, the Mustang, the SMU Mustang. I like Peruna. I like when Peruna goes off the rails and you see the the little pony boys chasing the an- after I mean, the answer is probably Ralphie, right? The answer is probably Colorado and Ralphie. Yeah. Um, I I think, and I'm sure this will get me in trouble with animal rights people, but like when I was at Mizzou, I always thought that I would pay an extra like hundred bucks a year, like if we could just have like a live tiger. That'd be awesome. Cause like LSU's got one. They got Mike. Yeah. They got Mike the Tiger, That's which is a true. great name for a tiger. Yeah. If you if you have if you have an animal and you just give them a boring boring just name, a boring name. Mike. Hey, like, Mike. This is Phil. This is Phil. He's he's just Phil. Um, I also thought I've all and I don't maybe they do and I don't know it. Oh, the Buffalo. Who is the Buffalo? Ralphie. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha, Ralphie. gotcha, gotcha. The Colorado Buffalo. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I would also say for me. 
I think there's no excuse for Oregon not to have a duck. Yeah, like just walk out to a pond. You well, can get a get duck. Get a duck. Get a <laughs> duck. A mallard. But I guess you can't train them probably, and I don't know a ton about ducks, as I'm probably telling people. Well, I mean, like That's most. probably obvious. Like most mascots, like you can, first off, you can put a leash on a duck. There's your quote of the day. <laughs> first off, you can put a leash on a duck. But I'm sure anyway, you can. Just give it a little area. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be freely walking around. I guess flying is part of the issue, too. Yeah. Another underrated thing that's really, really cool, I know we looked into this at UNT a couple times, but you know they have the eagle that will fly around the stadium and then land like it's trained? Mm-hmm. We looked into doing that one time. That's pretty On cool. On our show that is ostensibly <laughs> about football. First off, <laughs> first off, you can put a, a leash on a duck. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's Uga, right? People love yeah, Uga. The thing with Bevo and Uga at the Sugar Bowl was just awesome. Yeah, like that's what shows. Like it's kind of cool to have a live mascot like that. Uh, okay, let's do one more. One more question. Do we have one more question? Yeah. Do we Sh- have- shoot, I didn't realize we were that far into it. Okay, um, let's do two then. Okay. Um. Let's see. So we'll do two more. So Meese asked uh, earlier, any sporting event that you weren't present for that you wish you could have been to, like actually at it? Time travel is possible for this question. Oh. Oh. Um, I mean, there's a lot. I would say, like, what would be – so, and, and this is, this is going to be, like, weird, but, like, what I'd really like to do mm-hmm. – is I would like to go to an old, like, when boxing was super hot, like yeah. when boxing was the biggest thing in the world, like an Ali fight or something like that, like Ali Frazier, like mm-hmm. something where it's like, this is the biggest event in the world. And that would be super cool. Yeah. That would be, that would be for me. Cause I've never been, I've never been to like a big boxing match. And that's kind of, that's all my bucket list is mm-hmm. to do like the Vegas boxing match thing and yeah right. it's super expensive like super expensive but like to have that event and have that like buzz of like there's a huge event going on yeah um i'd probably do something like that that'd be my my, my number one pick i i would have loved to been at the national championship when the longhorns beat usc that's mm, that's easy mm-hmm. um i would have loved to been there when the Spurs won the 14 championship but I also think like out of really really recent ones I would have loved to been standing by that 18th green when Tiger won the Masters two years Mm. last well he's technically since it didn't happen it's not happening until November he's still the reigning champ but yeah what would have been two years ago I would have loved to to been there for that yeah that's auto racing right Mm -hmm. yeah they then they try to get the ball in the hole for a touchdown. Sounds right. Yep. All right, last one. Um, and for the last one, Mies asked, uh, the stupidest thing that you've gotten in trouble for in any degree. Did I ever tell the story of the first time I swore? No, but this sounds very exciting. So I was either five or six. Either five or six. And... Um, I called the kid across the street. His name was Aaron. I called him. I called him an F face. <laughs> and that, that was the first time. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Like six. Okay. And and you in my defense, in, in my de- hold on, time out. In my defense, he's being a real F face. And so, <laughs> you know, I call him like a Sam. 
his sister tattled on me, went to my mom. And my mom, my mom is a very, I didn't fear my mom growing up. Like, I think everybody has, like, a healthy fear of, like, their dad. Of, like, he's the, di- my dad was yeah. more the disciplinarian. And he right. was, I mean, he was, he was, you know, that's not to say that he was uh, a terrible guy. He was, he was a great guy. He's, he is a great guy. He's but just it's the like, one that you He knew. was the one, he was the disciplinarian. It's like, it's like, wait, it was big, wait till your father gets home energy. You yes. know what I mean? Yep, yeah, yep. I, same way. But that was the most mad I think I've ever seen my mom. <laughs> and she threatened, she did what parents do, which is they threaten to wash out your mouth with soap. Mm-hmm. Except we didn't have bars of soap. So she grabbed the liquid soap. Oh, no. And she threatened to... She threatened (laughs) to wash out my mouth with liquid soap. Now, she didn't end up doing it. But the, the absolute fury in her eyes made me think she was about to, like, poison her own child. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, that's probably the, the, the funniest thing I ever got in trouble for. I was thinking there was one time I was in high school and Jake, he, it might've been, no, Jake would have still been in, in elementary school, but my dad, it was Valentine's day and my dad got flowers for my mom and he got them the night before and he hid them. I had a bathroom in my room at that point. So he hid them in my shower and it was my job to put out the flowers in the morning and the the card because he got up really early and he didn't want to wake me up and uh I put out the flowers but I thought oh you know what I'm gonna go give this card to my mom personally like hey happy valentine's Uh day there's this I was gonna wake her up and give her a card and then put the flowers out so I did that and I don't know LP had a real real bad day at work and when he found out that the surprise didn't necessarily go it didn't land exactly how he had wanted it to go uh yeah he was not happy so I ended up spending that valentine's like he called me and yeah he was just it was a really bad day but I was like dude I, I gave her the card and he was like no 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 it was supposed to be set up in this way I had to go home and I didn't get to go out with my friends that night or whatever and I had to go clean the house for four Jeez. or five hours but that was one of those like looking back he'll laugh at it now and go you know I just had a really bad day at work and kind of took that one out on also <laughs> here, here's one more story and then we'll go um basically the only time so I've I've I have an older brother and a younger brother and my older brother is two years older than I am mm-hmm. and um for the most part we had a neutral to positive relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, like at worst, we just kind of stayed out of each other's way and just like sneered at each other, mm-hmm. you know? But there was one time and I, I would guess that it was like he was 16 and I was 14 or something like that. It's the only time we've ever thrown hands. Like, and <laughs> we were, for some reason, I remember we were in the kitchen. We were in the kitchen and my dad was not home yet, but mm-hmm. my mom was. And whatever we were fighting over, it just, it boiled over. And, like, we started, we started, th- <laughs> like, throwing, like, like first of all, kids can't fight. They're terrible at fighting. Okay? Uh-huh. So it's just, like, flailing at one oh, another yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> just, like, you know, we're doing that. We're fighting. Blah, blah, blah. And my mom, my poor mother, her... <laughs> her her she's not gonna get in like she's not gonna get in between us because like right. you know we both outweigh her yeah. at this point and it's like that's a bad idea to try to break us up um so she had two ideas four, three ideas the first is to yell stop 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 she's just screaming yeah stop 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 the second was to go and turn the lights on and off <laughs> 
Like, as if that's going to be like, we're going to be like distracted. Like, oh, oh what? Oh, shiny what? things. Oh, wow. It went away. <laughs> the third one, though, which is my favorite, and did get us to stop, to, to stop fighting in her defense. <laughs> she went to the sink, and she grabbed the sprayer, and she started spraying us. With the like the, <laughs> the the spray hose, like the the, the sink hose, and stuff like that. We were just like, like what? And like we were so confused. We got in some trouble for that one. Oh yeah. We, we yeah. We Any were. other time, my brother he would yeah he would go and I wouldn't let him do something or wouldn't let him play a game. We're six years apart, so there was a pretty mm-hmm. big age gap there. And so he would run up and tell my mom, Ashley hit me again, like because I would like swat at him, I guess, trying to toughen him up you know he was uh he was a little punk and he needed to be toughened up but uh, there was a few times where i actually didn't hit him and he would go and of course my mom would walk i've told you to quit doing that you gotta be nice and then he would sit behind and literally go and then anytime my mom i would go look at him and she would turn around and he would go like oh he worked the system jake was a oh he was a turd big fan big fan of jake <laughs> big fan of jake anyway All that's right. it that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us uh thanks to john walsh and isaiah de leon of san marcus for being our guests follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please can get your player of the year trophy we'll see you monday on texas football today